When you think about rulers or kings, you probably think about things like palaces and riches. Or maybe you just think about someone who holds incredible power. And these images all make sense. Throughout history and in media, that's largely how our kings and leaders have been portrayed. But as Christians, we serve King Jesus. And what kind of king is he? Well, if you think about it, he holds incredible power. The scriptures even talk about him playing a vital part in creation itself. God the Father is also said to own the cattle on a thousand hills. You know, and, and scripture tells us that Jesus and the Father are one. So he does have immeasurable power and wealth. But today's passage reveals another aspect of our king's leadership. And that will be our focus today. So let's turn to John chapter 13 and read verses 1 through 20. Again, that's John chapter 13, verses 1 through 20. Beginning in verse 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who has has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was about to betray him. And that's why he said, Not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I am not speaking of all of you, for I know whom I have chosen, but the scriptures will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I am telling you this now, before it takes place, that when it does take place, you may believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. So in today's passage, Jesus, the creator, king of the universe, bends down and washes some dirty feet. So take a look at verses 14 and 15 again, because I think they're key in this passage. The text says, If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. 
for I have given you an example, that you also should do just as I have done to you. So here Jesus makes it clear that this act is an example for us to follow. Now some churches take this directive from Jesus and follow it by instituting and carrying out an ordinance of literal foot washing. So every so often when these churches gather together, they literally wash each other's feet. However, most churches and denominations seem to take a broader approach to this directive, and I think rightly so. Uh, Today, most of us aren't walking around dusty, dirty roads and sandals, so foot washing isn't as much of a need in our culture. But we should take the example that Jesus provides very seriously. You see, if you think about it, washing other people's feet was a low, dirty task. It wasn't glorious. It wasn't something that anyone of stature or wealth would even think about doing. But in this text, the king of the universe bends down and washes the feet of his disciples. And then he says that we should do the same. So Jesus is using this low task to teach his disciples. He teaches them about himself and directs us to follow suit. So first, this text tells us some very important things about the king that we serve. He's not a selfish king. He's not a brutal king. He doesn't hold his high position over us. No, he's a king who has all the riches and all the power of the universe at his disposal, and yet he humbly bends down and serves us. We see him do that in this passage, and we ultimately see him carry out uh, in his willingness to serve us and the fact that he lays down his life for us. He is a loving servant king. This is the kind of king whom we serve, and this is our example. So second, he tells his disciples to follow his lead, to do the same. So Jesus is basically asking all of us to serve others in low-down, uncomfortable ways. Is this an area that we can improve on? Uh, You bet we all can. Consider yourself. Are you serving others? Are you giving up some comfort to give to other people? Or are you the type of person that expects to be catered to all the time? And note from this example, the text isn't necessarily talking about big things here. I mean, it's talking about washing feet. So, for instance, husbands, are there household chores that you just won't touch? Think about what it would mean to your wife if you did them sometimes. We all fall short in this area to some degree. And following Jesus' example from this text means that we cast off the idea that any chore is below us. That we willingly show love to others by serving them. Even in the small things that may not get much notice from the masses. But they do show the love of Christ to others. And think about if we all loved this way. Imagine how our marriages, our families, our churches, our workplaces, our friendships would grow stronger if we showed this kind of servant love to others. You know, the love that Jesus shows us through his service is beautifully explained in Scripture. So this kind of servant love is patient. It's kind. It doesn't envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with truth. 
This kind of love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Most importantly, this love never ends. You know, this kind of selfless service is rooted in a love that doesn't change based on feelings or what's going on around us. Scripture is very consistent in describing the selfless, serving love of Jesus. And we see Christ acted out throughout his life and throughout what's recorded in the scriptures. So this week, let's follow his lead. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your selfless love. Thank you for your example for us. Please help each and every one of us to love others in the same way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.